All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio is here. It is Friday. It is a lovely October afternoon in the capital city. Gang's all here. Rick, Dan, Tyler, Liam. Time to talk a little Oilers. We've got an actual regular season game to talk about. Took place on Wednesday. First, we got to shout out our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash. As we do to start off every single podcast, Mr. Uremchuk, what do you got for us for an oodle noodle delicious debate? Oh, I got a spicy one for you. Hit me. I like it. It's actually not that spicy. What's your biggest takeaway from opening night? Oh, not spicy enough. No. Well, too bad. Okay. <laughs> biggest takeaway from opening night. Who wants to start? Who's I'll there? Start. Go ahead. Oh, Dan. I wasn't there. I'm the, I think one of the people on this podcast I'm, that I'm, wasn't there. I'm hypnotized by your water bottle, by the way. Yes. The lights. Anyway, go ahead. Um, does it keep it warm or cold? Cold. For me, uh, the the thing that I've noticed is that the pregame ceremonies still affect this team. And that continues to be an issue. And starts of games is an issue. Go ahead, Tyler. What were you going to... No, no. I was just going to say, like, this isn't a season opener. Thing. Yes. This is every big yeah. game last year. They started like shit. Yeah. So I was going to just say, like, it's, it's obviously a trend that continues now with Woodcroft. I hope he has time to, in, you know, to address the situation but the nice thing is is this team is never out of a game because of the offense game one against the la kings last year came out of the gates like shit game one against the calgary flames last year came out of the gates like them into a fan so false sense of security though well, that game was just a fuck does a little rope dope yeah. sometimes you know <laughs> they always start games it's, bad it's, Dude, they've been, it's not great they've been doing it my entire life okay like, I'm like the it's amazing. Here. like it's, it's weird 
Like you have to realize this. We've been watching. They were the oldest ones here. Yep. We've been watching forever. This always fucking happens. It is weird. It's just like there's very few times where the Oilers puck drops, opening period, and they're just off like a laser. Very, very rare. And it's weird. It's like they just sit there and they allow the other team to come out and throw some punches right away. They just throw up your defense and, and wait for a chance to counter punch. Um, but like I said, it's the fact it's been happening for decades that there's not a single person you can put it on. And I don't think it has anything to do with ceremonies or anything like that, because I don't think uh, Wednesday was all that long. They just brought them all out and kind of did their thing. Um, but it's a standing around during said ceremony. No, they're professional athletes. That's not going to change anything. They could play like three overtimes in, in the playoffs and, and still be fine. It's, it's just, I think they try to play their game and don't try and change it too much because they know how good they are. And this, at least this version of the, of, of the organization, uh, years previous, maybe not the exact same reasons, but yeah, they just want to come out and play their game and they don't feel like they have to change anything all that, all that much. I'm going back to suggesting that I need to know what they're playing in the dressing room before the game. I need to know. We need to upgrade whatever is going on in there. I don't care if it's Drake or some kind of hip hop playlist. We need to replace it with Norwegian death metal. Yeah, so, that be, so that when the Oilers hit the ice, they are ready for war. That's but what I need. It, like that, uh, uh, the building is loud. The building's mm-hmm. shaking, right? The building's ready to roll. Those guys are. So I don't know. Maybe the, there's the the crowd puts too much pressure on them, and I don't mean that seriously because that'd be a ridiculous excuse. But I I don't have a, a reason. I just know I've seen it for decades. Now. After the game, Connor talked about the, you know they were doing a little bit of nerves. They were excited to go, and they just you know took them a minute. I don't know how much you put it in. Holloway but, might be able to claim that, but the rest of the team can. But that's my question is, you know, it would be a follow-up question is, do you think that the Canucks also felt that? No, I think the Canucks, I mean, when you're not on the road, or sorry, when you're on the road, it's a little See, I would say that easier the Canucks, just because you don't have to worry about your fans and put on a show and blah, blah, blah. That's at least the cliche behind it. Well, I would say for the Canucks just to back up that cliche that they went into that game, nobody expected them to do anything. And you kind of go into it with a fuck you attitude in the sense you're like, we're not going to lose to the Oilers just because everybody thinks we are. We're, we're, there's one thing they have to learn is that they are now going to be targeted by all other teams in the league instead of the ones being the ones targeting the other teams, the good teams that we are now the ones that teams are bringing themselves up to play to try and beat now. And they're going to have to realize that these teams are going to come out and do that. Tyler, uh, 80, 81 more times this year. You are at Rogers place. What was your base takeaway? Uh, Connor McDavid. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Still very good. Yeah. He didn't Con- lose it. Yeah. Summer for Connor must've been excellent. Um, yeah. Regardless of what people said of his best shape of his life. Yeah. Best Connor McDavid, best shape of his life. Just the third player in NHL history, I believe to have multiple season opening hat tricks. That's crazy. That's wild. Wild. He is so good. He's always stepping up in the big moments. And he's not at his potential yet. And he carried them to victory. Like, there's nothing else you can say. Carried them to victory. Four points. Wow. Why wasn't there a special article written about that hat trick the next day like there was when Austin Matthews did it? There is a special article wrote about Van de Kane. Because we're in Alberta, not Toronto. (laughs) We talked about this on Oilers Nation every day. Everyone made a real big deal about Evander Kane passing that puck to Connor McDavid. (laughs) But, like, we've all played hockey at some level. Oh, actually, I don't know. Dan, sorry, uh, but we <laughs> learned to skate last year. We've, we've either all played hockey at some level or all been following yes. the sport for a very long time. Sports, yes. Passing the puck to a teammate 
when their goalie's pulled, when that teammate's about to get a hat trick is the bare minimum. It is. That is it like, everyone Tyler does, does see, not want to give Evander Kane any credit for selfless play. No. I tried to turn the tides on Oilers Nation every day. I said that we need to build a statue, put it right beside Gretz with that backhand pass pose. I don't think it's too much. Tyler is just anti-fun. It's like if, I, if I'm driving and there's a red light and I what stop you at eating? the intersection and wait for it to turn green and go, ha, God damn it. I'm great. Look at me. Stop and really. Yeah, no, that's literally the bare minimum but thing to do. If no. you're a person that has the, has a pre, you know, conceived notion about who they are and red flags around them. And we see you stop at that red light. We might give you some props for that. But I just like, think, again, so the, well, I just think the reality is, is that Evander Kane is not well liked in the city off the ice. And so when we see positive things on the ice, give I them that credit. Give but I don't off. even think it's like a positive thing. It was like, all right, sweet man, you did the I, bare I'm minimum. trying, I'm trying I to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dude, that's, I tried. Ho- that's I really hockey. Tried. I know, that's but, hockey. but everyone just made such a big I know, deal it's about it. And I thought it was funny. I don't think he's that bad of a person. No, I think we should build a statue. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that. I, hope I was we, just trying to cut. No, no, I yeah, understand. Yeah. But you're not wrong. There's a lot of people. You go go on Twitter. You'll see it. There's a lot of people just don't like them for whatever reason. They're, so when they see something positive, it's like, ah, you know, it's like the it's like when you're it's the same kind of analogy I used when a guy takes a knee on the one yard line in a football game where he's running back a play, but they're trying to kill the clock oh, instead. Yeah. Right. Same kind of idea where it's like, yeah, that's the smart play. But. No, it, it's not that necessary to give them an award for. Just it. to be fair, though, like if if people were gonna take a dump on him for doing like rough and housing with uh, with Holloway and and Pooley, everything saying it's bullying, he's a, he's a bully and it's a bad dumb. teammate. And, oh my, people did that. That's a different, yeah, it's it's a different, dude. That's ridiculous. It was it's so crazy. That's a different perspective. And no, and it's I, a wrong perspective. I, it's so dumb. I looked at that <laughs> situation. and I know the person that we're talking about, and and I, I think it was it, it was that. out there multiple yeah, oh times. Yeah, for sure. There it definitely permeated after that. But I just think that it's just different perspectives and you don't like you know if you haven't had an older brother if you haven't played hockey you haven't played you've had no friends ever in (laughs) your life yeah (laughs) it's just i don't know like there is there is other perspectives people people just assume the worst yeah of course and especially with stories they've heard everything to do with him yep sometimes it's like a fresh pair of gray shorts you wear them to the mall and you impress everybody that sees you in the fit and that's what kane did with that back pass to mcdavid Impressed everybody. Oh. Tyler, thoughts? He's impressed. I, I'm, I, I, now I feel like I'm making too big of a deal out of it. So I mean, <laughs> we, we both are. No, we're, we're just talking about against it. it or for it. It's really a non, yeah. non-topic. Was, At the yeah, end of the yeah. day, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Great Liam, point. <laughs> fire the extra. Thought over. What a shit. was your biggest takeaway, Liam? Uh, that the power play is still going to be very, very is your mic on? Good. I was just wondering. I think no, yeah, it is. There on. we go. The trouble is Rick and I are on the same mic. We are Mike line. Mike line. Oh, I'm like, oh. Rick Mike's is a little better than mine. So I have to turn mine up, <laughs> but Rick talks to loudly. I'm pretty loud. So it loud. <laughs> you can just ease off the mic a little. A lot I of them yell from back here like normal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my favorite one <laughs> take is takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> ever was that the penalty kill is uh, power play and the penalty kill are both still very good this season. Yes. Though like biggest takeaway for me, stay out of the fucking penalty box. Yeah, that was a big one too. Also, did anyone see the play Drysidal subtly made like dragging the stick out of the way? I think it was like Hughes or whatever. It was on the um, the one power play go who who one time did was it McDavid? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was him. So, if you're lucky like dr- just as someone's about to pass it to Hyman he like drags the guy's stick who's waving it in front of him, like 
drags it a little bit and Good, moves smart. out of the way. And then interference should have been a nice pickup, Liam. Should have been an interference. How pretty wait, wait, was I that? Wanted, like, did he go uh, downwards? Like he's kind of hooking him and just kind of moved his stick? Yep. Like right over the top and just kind of subtly pulled it a little bit. How pretty oh, was that set play, though? Yeah, that, oh, was, that, that set was, play yeah. was. It wasn't. Gorgeous. It wasn't that goal. It was a different goal. Okay, yeah, but you're, oh. you're joking when you said it should be a penalty, right? Well, wouldn't that be like a hook? Oh, why isn't it, it, is it like a stick? Uh, does he lift of the stick? Yeah, is he touching the stick or the hand? Yeah. No, he's going like over it and pulling it. But is he hitting? Is the stick hitting hands or is it hitting stick? Is I it close? Well, I guess that's, that's where holding interference might be closer. Yeah. To the, depends well, on the closer the oh, hands. Oh yeah, you're right, Liam. Right. Oh yeah, dry should have been called on that. Yeah. But let's see it again. I need to see this. But we. Watch okay, him. This is good. Watch him. Yep. Ready? Like we're watching him. We're watching him. Bang right there. Interference. That's not it. Hold oh, on. One more time. <laughs> okay. That's He's a stick lift. Right? That's a stick lift, but it's the he other way. He didn't lift anything. He pulled it's a it. Stick in the draw, right? You, you're allowed to this fight sticks. Him. Yeah. So we're watching the video. Leon's <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the ice. I will try and create a zoom in of it for us so you can, you don't miss it. But yeah, I, uh, no, that's just a good play by dry saddle. That's it what is I see. a good play. It Smart. is by the book interference. Tyler Hayes, Oilers today. I want to see that book. Take away from I'm just in a spicy mood today. Yeah. But to to the point of, to the point of taking sauce, no spaghetti to bag milk's point of taking too many penalties during the game though. Like, did it feel like that was a a refereeing clinic as well? I don't know. They were learning to. It's, it's (laughs) weird though, because like, some of them were just not disciplined penalties. And then there was other ones. Like I thought the Evander Kane call was really cheap. Yeah. Um, so, but still at the end of the day, if you're shorthanded for almost an entire period, you're not putting yourself in a strong spot to win. Well, that's just, and it's like, to me, it's, you're so right. It's, it's adjustment. It's adjustment to the game. You adjust to the referees too. It was, it was game one of 82, but they were also got a win. And I think there's, there's a lot to improve on, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of video to watch. You can make improvements and it's it's good. I would agree with you. It just, that was a trend throughout the entire preseason. They were just taking yeah. way too many penalties. And like, again, there's some of them. I thought the second McDavid call, you know, maybe a little ticky tack, the pull your RV one. What a goon though, eh? McDavid? Well, the first penalty he took was dumb. That was a dumb there penalty. There goes Lady Bing. Yeah. Uh, that was dumb. <laughs> Nurse's penalty was dumb. McDavid's uh, second penalty was necessary. Yeah, like, which yeah, penalty was actually bad? Like, I don't know. I never really thought. I was like, oh, the one, damn, another one. I didn't like the nurse by right at the end of the period. Nurse and the first McDavid. No, I mean like what bad calls. Oh, bad calls. I think the yeah. Kane one was a bad call. I can't even remember the Kane one. Oh, that was like a yard sale by what's yeah, his that, name? that one was both 50 The missed call and that call. Yeah, the Pugliarv one, people, like someone was like, I watched it three times. It was not a penalty. And I'm like, hey, when you watch it slowed down three times, you can be like, ah, yeah, he didn't really grab him. But in real time, it looked like Pugliarv hauled him down. What actually happened is the guy kind of lost an edge and Pugliarv was battling with him. But like, again, in real time, yeah, most of them were penalties. Because there was also the too many men. Like, like there was more oh, penalties yeah. that were penalties than weren't penalties, I guess is the oh, point. Yeah, totally. Like mm-hmm. it was just a little bit sloppy. Just, yeah. And it's robo refs. We need robo refs. <laughs> yes. Uh, like no. ro- we have robo boards now, so we may as well have robo refs. Yeah, that was, I'm glad I was at the game. We are going that. to talk about those boards in a sec. I've got that on the list. Uh, another thing I wanted to take away from night one was I thought Jack Campbell was great. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the start he wanted, obviously allowing two goals in the first four shots. For me personally, I didn't care all that much. Kind of felt like home. <laughs> Felt nice. Felt good to be a little bit normal again. But then from there, he really shut things down and gave the Withers the goal thing they needed to win. Do you think he should have saved the JT Miller? That seems That's to have a become a, a massive, a de- massive debate. That's I a thought, hell of a I think shot. It was just a I very thought, good shot. Yeah, I thought he had a better chance at Pedersen's nonsense at the start of the game. Uh, Mike McKenna, yeah. who uh, played yeah. goalie at the NHL level, said great shot, so I trust him. Yeah. <laughs> what did he ever do? 
except mm-hmm. play in the NHL. <laughs> Isn't he known I as just a thought, suitcase? Like, I think it's so interesting that if something happens to the Oilers, the other player never gets credit for it in the city. So like the JT Miller goal, <laughs> why can we not give him credit for a beautiful shot? We've been doing this for years. Pooley RV gets robbed right on the doorstep. Nobody gives Demko anything on that. It's just, wow, Pooley RV's going to cash those in or he's going to get pulled out of the top six. And then he takes a damn penalty. <laughs> what, oh. was the, what was the tweet you had? Well, Pooley RV fed Kane a really beautiful feathered pass and Kane kind of fumbled it. It went off into the corner. I was like, wow, Kane's got to bury those or else he's going to get pulled out of the top six. <laughs> Everything now though. Like it's just, whatever. Uh, it that, argu- that argument though is no longer about Pooley RV either side. That argument is 100% trying to show their, the people who think opposite that they're right. Mm-hmm. Pooley RV is no longer a part of this, this argument. Also it's every just argument one ever. side trying to prove to the other side. They are right. All these, all the arguments yeah, kind of like that, but, but I get yeah, what you're saying. It's now just it's, lost the plot. It's yeah, like cherry picking. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, tr- it's true. You got to score those. If you want to yep. play in the top six, that's just, that's, that's the thing. But it However, I'm not, I'm not going to say that on one try in the first game <laughs> of, in a, a, of an 82 game season. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. So it's, it's just, lost the it's literally not about the player anymore. It's just looking at the, op- the people with the opposite argument and going, ha ha, I was right. And then they're going, ha ha, I was right. It's terrible <laughs> so and annoying. And it's just back. I, every f- I feel terrible for that kid. Any other takeaways from night one? I'm just, I'm like, probably going like, 82 and 0. Oh, of course. I like the buildup of this team. I like the build of this team. It feels, I don't know. It just feels better. I, I yeah, we were I in the conference finals last year, like yep. a fresh pair of gray shorts. I said, <laughs> I, I don't, it's, I don't want to complain about an opening night win. Right. Um, but, but, that, I'm <laughs> but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> that was a very Dave Tippity Oilers win. Yep. How fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, like the depth did more or less nothing. See, I, 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 I don't special teams was sick. I, I don't think so because I think they, uh, they altered the lineup quite quickly after his two, nothing, right? Yeah, right. He did I don't, exactly what Dave Tippett did well, every single game. Yeah. But like, it's, it, uh, to me, it was just a little bit different. I mean, did people it work, Tyler? Mind. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, no, they won <laughs> teaming up McDavid and dry settle didn't work. I mean, it, Why? Didn't, it didn't improve that line is what you're saying. They're at five on five. They still weren't good. Do they draw any penalties? I don't fucking know. Well, there wouldn't no because if that would that would be a part of it too, right? Like if you're not scoring, yeah, if, you're boring, trying, right? if, you're, if you drew the penalty and then we scored on the power play, and I, I don't actually have the answer for that. I was just a, just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I again, like I just if I'm nitpicking the win, I don't love how <laughs> <laughs> I don't love how quickly it's always just like oh, better put McGivin and Drysdale back together. That'll solve you know what? it. If I had that as an option, though, yeah, it's I it, pull like, the trigger on it more often than not. I think. What a hard thing for us to say in this position. It's like you got your job on the line every night. Are you gonna His keep job's not the Jay Woodcock's not gonna get fired? NHL head lose. coaches do. Let's just let's just be honest. If they if they fuck around and they don't play Drysdale and Connor together. I, they're going to piss off a GM, right? Even though, it's game, to, even though it's game one, I also think there's pressure to win. I though. think so, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that is fair. I think season opener is a bit more of a unique circumstance. But like, I didn't love pulling Dylan Holloway away from regular duty that quickly. Part of it was they took too many penalties and it's hard at five on five. But like, I want to see Dylan Holloway have a consistent line mate for the first five, six games of his career. I, I want to see them develop some sort of depth scoring here. And I just think when you're like, well, fuck McDavid and Drysdale together. You well, just, we also start doing that. What, like an hour before the game, two hours? before the game with confirming that we were going to have one less forward. Oh yeah. So I'm I sure mean, they knew well before that. Yeah, though. Perhaps that wasn't a surprise to them, but for our friends at oodle noodle and DoorDash, the delicious debate, Liam, give me a fresh ding dong. 
Ding dong. Thank you very much. Extend it. Tyler brought Dylan Holloway up. So let's talk about Dylan Holloway. Made his NHL regular season debut. Uh, I don't know if you count the three minutes he played in the Western Conference Finals as a debut, but whatever. I guess you do. He got, I thought, in my opinion, a welcome to the NHL giveaway moment to Pedersen on the first goal. He's going to figure those out. But that was one of those ones where you go, whoa, no, no firing pucks up the middle in this league. And I think that it was a little bit interesting that he only got cut down to eight minutes a night, went down to the third, fourth line, whatever you want to call it. But I also don't think it's as big of a deal as some people thought it was. I just think it's a kid, first game, probably super nervous. Yeah. He's going to figure it out. What did That's he play? First eight, game. Eight and a half minutes? Something like that. that. Slavkovsky played 10 minutes for Montreal. Shane Wright got healthy scratched. You know, like, Shane, did he really? Shane Wright. <laughs> He played six minutes as well in his first game. And then he scratched. Like, I don't think it's a big deal at all. No, like, no it's, it's part of the learning progress. Exactly. Progress well, process. Like it's not a straight his, line, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many other downs. how many other grenades did our NHL veterans hand out from the blue line up? last in that game. Like, oh, I yeah, like I'm more irritated with the bad pinch from Darnell Nurse on the second yeah. goal. Everybody was passing to no one in particular. There was a lot of it. it I just think for fun. a guy like Holloway, it's just that's one of those ones you go, whoa. We're in a different spot here. It was game one, and that's just kind of what happens. I, I read on Twitter earlier today that they spent most of their time today working on defensive outlet passes. Breakouts. Obviously Dude. something that they want to alter and fix and improve on. And, yeah, so you, you start working. That's what practices are for. Greg has said on an Oilers Nation every day, too, that Drysaddle spoke to him, like, right after it happened. And then also Zach Hyman today was videoed showing him how to, like, protect the puck and stuff. Like, clearly these guys that's what you do. don't particularly, like – no, it's not lingering around and we should just no. all let it go. You know, like it's professional sports. The yeah, only people exactly. that are really hung up on it is fan, is us, the yeah. fans. My, I, I honestly, like the turnover didn't even bother me that much because like you laid out Beg Milk, he's a young guy playing one of his first NH, his second ever NHL game. Like that shit's going to happen. What I just want to see here and what I think could make life easier for him is give him some consistency. Like if you think he's a top six winger this year for you, then give him five games on the second line. If you think he's just going to be a third line player for you, then play him with Nugent Hopkins for five, six games, let him get comfortable and he'll probably make less mistakes. He's playing with Nuge tonight, right? He is. So yeah. I, like my thing now is keep him with Nuge. If you think that's a good duo, run him. And let's, I just, again, I don't love the blender. I get season opener, maybe different and all of that, but like, this team's going to win with depth scoring or they're going to go deeper if they have depth scoring and can hurt you with more than just one line. I like how upset you are with the first win. Just so mad about it. It's probably because he didn't bring enough spaghetti. <laughs> well, you had a lot of sauce. Still hungry. Yeah. Well, the, okay, the listeners don't know that. I ate leftover spaghetti at the office today very quickly. And you did. You wolfed that down. Like quick, you, were, yeah. you were eating it like you were in prison. I was a, a hungry boy. I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> and I had too much sauce, not enough spaghetti noodles. So I, I, by the end, I was just putting sauce in my mouth. <laughs> there you go. You get a little peek behind the curtain. Tyler comes from, from all the, the way from home. Yep. Doing Oilers Nation every day. Usually I eat when I drive, but spaghetti is difficult. Was the food ready before you left or you had to get it packed up? Before just a little leftover? Oh, yeah. It's just in the fridge. Pull it out of the fridge. Ready to go. Fork. There you go. And ready on the road. Yep. He tried to eat a handful of it. It was too messy. The steering wheel was slipping. Couldn't do it. Hey, I also did it wearing like all white and I only spilt a little bit. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Not bad. Only a little bit. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. They've got all the insurance products you could ever need in your life. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance. Everything is available at cornerstoneins.ca. Get a quote, submit a claim. It's all right there. Tyler will tell you they're very yes. helpful. 
the reason I didn't eat while driving today is because can you imagine if I had to call Bill from Cornerstone? Be like, hey, Bill, Tyler here. I got into a fender bender because I was eating spaghetti while I was driving. Yeah, Bill, not Bill's, good. Not, Bill's not going to be happy about no. that. You guys have something that gets spaghetti out of the upholstery. <laughs> that would be. I bet Cornerstone would have an idea. Yeah. I bet I they would. You've seen it. I bet they would. Uh, next up on the list, gentlemen, I want to talk about a couple of different things. In 488 NHL games, Connor McDavid registered his 700th point, which is absolutely bananas. But even weirder or wilder, if you think about it, is had he not been hurt by a certain somebody and then a certain thing happened that cut our season short, we would be talking about Connor at 800 points right it's now. Like an extra, sure. It's like an extra season and a half. Almost. Yeah, sure. Can you say those numbers again, Bag Milk? 400 games? 488. Okay, so what have you guys done? 488 of something where you've come out with 700. I'm thinking like Costco hot dogs. I think I've eaten probably 700 Costco hot dogs in 480 visits. We've done 231 episodes of this podcast and we finally hit 700 listeners. Wow. Hey, wow, that's cool. Hey, that's I'm huge. <laughs> We're still trying to get there. It's yeah. an incredible scope. It's crazy. It to think. It is. It's amazing. And like I said, is like we'd be talking about 800 points easily if he didn't miss that time to injury and the NHL because of sixth fastest COVID. to get to 700. Insane. Yeah, you could beat be Crosby like 15 be games or 13 yep. games or someone. Yeah, uh, well, and something that and that's something where he was behind Sid all along yes, he was. because of injuries and stuff. So now he's starting to clip eclipse Sydney. When did Sid get his injuries? I was going to say because this that's, is yeah. about the part where Sid was starting to get his injuries. Right? He had but that one was so weird too. though. Like the one that kept Sid up for the longest, where they thought he was concussed and it when was his, his neck, neck injury. Yeah. That was a yeah, weird that was one. Really messed up. Speaking of Sid, did you guys see the clip from Spin Chicklets yesterday? Fantastic. It was very funny. I didn't see it. They were in a commercial break and Ryan Whitney and Biz were in the crowd. So somebody went up and they're like, hey, let's talk about Spin Chicklets and how you guys are taking over. And then Biz just grabs the mic and goes, yeah, we'll get to that. And then he starts <laughs> yelling at Crosby on the bench from the crowd. He goes, Sid, I told you not to pick on the Coyotes and you got the <laughs> fucking home opener, man. What's going on? And then Ryan Whitney grabs the mic and he's just like, everybody needs to know that that Sydney would not be the player he was without playing with me or something like that. And Crosby on the ice is just trying not to crack up. But like, yeah. I just thought it was really interesting. They just, those two, those dudes are funny. They are. They do a good job. They do a good job. Um, in other news today, shore flip for Broberg again. It's the waivers. Carousel is going early in the season. What's your thoughts on Broberg not starting at least the first game with the Oilers? I don't think it's a big deal at all. Some people are saying the B word around this kid already, which is just bananas to me. It doesn't make any sense. Not every player develops in a straight line. And Tyler, I thought Gregor said something really interesting on Oilers Nation or every day yesterday where he talked about, well, yeah, at the same time, Clefbaum got sent back or something. Yeah, when Clefbaum was 21, he was also sent back to Bakersfield, played more games that year in Bakersfield. The amount of people that were upset with Clefbaum's game because he didn't look very good in the AHL that time too was ridiculous. Yes, uh, people were saying because his numbers weren't fantastic in his his AHL year or that last AHL year. And um, and yeah, people are like, well, no, if you're going to be in the AHL, you got to rule the AHL. Well, they think differently, right? And you're in the AHL. If you're like a career AHLer, well, you just think the game differently in the NHL. Yeah. They're, they're ahead of you. They're more advanced. So if the other players are not not as advanced as you are, you're either not in the right spot or they're not in the right mm-hmm. spot. It's, you know, it's, it's a recipe for, for frustration. Mm-hmm. And just the reality is the team's better now that they need a certain level of execution on the back end. And for a player as young as Broberg, I don't think a little dose of adversity, if handled properly, mm-hmm. is a bad thing. But I like calling them up today because oh. that does say they're going to do... 
probably go some 11 and seven. And I yeah. think that's what they should be doing. Cause he got, he needs some NHL time. And yeah, I think you can really shelter him having watched what they did last year with 11. and seven. So yeah, in 14, 15, Clefbaum didn't make the team out of camp, went back down to Bakersfield, still ended up playing 60 games uh, in the NHL me. that season. That's Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah sorry. Oklahoma City Not for the Barons. Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And then the Barons. that was 14-15. By 16-17 in the playoff year, fair to say he was their best defenseman? Yeah, yeah, of course. Hilarious that they gave him that seven-year contract at like seven, like less than 80 games played in the NHL. He would probably still be the Oilers' best defenseman if he was playing right now. And he's so damn handsome. So damn handsome. Like, and that's the thing that a lot of people never acknowledge about the Oilers, and it drives me crazy. The fact that they lost their best defenseman to injury at, what, 27 or something like that? And they also lost Larson, which would have been your first or second pairing just for nothing. And then you, because of that, you then have to give Nurse a massive contract because you have no. Well, they had to, they had to bridge them twice. So the yeah, first bridge is bridge whatever. Him. That's what everyone was doing. It's the second bridge that hurt them. Yeah, Do you think, well, here's a question, I guess, that we won't have the answer to. But if Clefbaum was on this team still playing at the level we know, I know this have, answer. Go ahead. What would they have paid Nurse? Like his next deal? Like you're probably not paying him nine and a half, right? Three dollars. I bet you they probably would have lost him. I think they might have lost no. him. I, don't, I just don't think he would have been playing the minutes. He wouldn't have scored all those goals in that cold video. I told you I so knew the answer. Get like six, seven they million. Lost him. Yeah, but that's where he would be. He would be more <laughs> situated in that spot as opposed to doing what he's doing right now. So that's what I mean. Like, I feel no. like was saying how. Fucking hot here. It is hot. Crack a window. Goodness. Sorry, Liam, I cut you, I cut you <laughs> off there. <laughs> well, you were just saying like losing the two defensemen made such an effect on them on the ice, you know, but that also means they wouldn't have acquired Barry. So you don't pay Barry and then you're not paying nurse nine and a half million. Like it would, you may not even take in Broberg at that point. Yeah. You might not take, maybe yep. you have Travis Zegers or Caulfield on the team. I'm or? curious to watch Zegers' career because I'm not sure. He, like, I'm, I just want to see how it goes. Like I, is he going to be a gimmicky type of player? Is he going to be a legit player right now? Mm-hmm. I really don't know. He could be like a Matt Basel. He's just a really good player for his entire career. He just career. secured the bag though. But that's what a, did he get paid? Nine and nine and change. Yeah, it's probably what Zegris gets too. But Matt Barzell's never going to be a superstar in this league. He's just always going to be a really, probably an all-star level player, right? Well, but his personality will keep him superstar level, right? Yeah, like he's going to be fair. marketed like a superstar. Oh yeah, 100%. But I'm just curious to see at the end of his career, his on ice, where does he where does he rank and stuff? Because I, I don't, like his... Is his biggest highlight going to be what he did last year in the in the the Michigan goals and that one over the crossbar? Nah, at one so. point he's going to do a trick shot where he fits the entire puck in his mouth and then spits it into the net. <laughs> that I should think, count, by the way. <laughs> I think like his his spin move was like when we had Linus Omark on this team, right? Same kind of focus where it's just like you focus on him for a minute and then you move on. But with Zegris, there's just miles of talent behind that. See, That's just I, the, I but just, the Ducks team. That was their highlight of their fucking like last three years. It's, it was also like yeah, a goal we've never seen before. Oh, we I just oh the over the crossbar one. Yeah, oh, I was like, well the the Michigan well, goal. Yeah, the Michigan. Better. Yeah, Michigan's good too. I but. feel like we aren't going to see as many Michigans this year. I feel like it was a last year thing. Everyone was like, "Look, we can do it." Sick. This year, I feel like, eh. I see. Like- that's just it. Is he going to actually play like a real game, or is he going to keep trying those? And uh, it's bad. It's a bad word, but the gimmicky, gimmicky goal. Keep hot dogging around. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think what it's going to take is a 
nice big old hit of somebody coming down. Dude, he just ate one in the preseason. Yeah, he did. I was going to say, let's he's all do be our best impression of what Don Cherry would have to say about that goal. Yes. Yeah, I was caught in the trolley tracks. But, you know, part of that is uh, that part of that is true, though, right? Yeah. Like, if you're a defenseman out there and this kid does that to you, you're going to feel fucking well, bad about oh, it. Really? And, that's what I was and just... in a physical sport, there's one way of getting back at it, and that's laying him out, and he's not a big dude. That's what I was just going to say, too. Like, if he keeps trying those goals, NHL defensemen, they are they're proud dudes and he is reaching a very high level on the fuck around and find out chart. Yeah. You know just, what I look mean? Up, just look up what Mark Shifley did to that Habs player on an empty net. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> that Jake kind Evans. of level. Yeah. Jake Evans. There you go. Came from behind and just smoked him. I think that that's going to probably happen. It's happened in minor hockey. I posted it on hockey fights. It's like people they, just absolutely destroy people going for the Michigan. There is a like, obviously I watch a lot of like U18 and that stuff. There is way more kids now trying to do trick shots and Michigans and yeah. flipping it over the net than ever before. That is and one thing that's amazing is him. these kids have just really good puck skills yeah. at such a young but age. But is that, is that a good thing for the game? It yeah, I think it is. Because right so. now, I always remember growing up, you on sports night, the highlights would always be like in the summer, just guys diving for baseballs or whatever. Like, now on ESPN in the US, they're going to see Trevor Zegers tossing the puck over the net. And that's okay, but is that good for the game? Like the, yes. the on ice product though? Like if yes. all of a sudden, yeah. instead of instead of moving the puck from behind the net on the side, move back to the defenseman and making a bit of a play there, you're going behind the net and trying to scoop it on over. I think that you're looking at it from your lens of a guy who's loved the game forever. No, 100%. But I mean, if it's- Watching players do that is going to get a casual fan that goes, oh fuck, I didn't know they did that in hockey. Well, what's the success rate on it though? Oh, nothing. But when they hit but- one- but what's the success well, rate on the guy like McDavid skating through five guys in school? Well, there's only Connor that can do that, though. But there's only Zegras that can do the Michigan. We just well, mentioned everybody can do the Michigan out there. We just mentioned I, a guy's I name. I think it's choose. fun. I just think it's fun. No, hundred percent. I yeah. think it's fun too. I just don't know if 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 kids are going to do that more than set up like uh, pressure in the offensive zone or move the puck around instead of looking for a guy that's you know coming back door. You're going to go behind the net and try, and your yeah. first thought is to scoop. Then yeah, all of a sudden fair. you're playing like a one man, like it's a one man thing all of a sudden, right? Yeah. And I just, that's where I look at it. And I know you can, people will call me old and blah, 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 whatever. No, no, um, no. But call no, no, some people will. And that's fine. I think that the reality is, and we just talked about it. Very like, old. We, you and I grew up with, <laughs> we, you and I grew up with Don Cherry compilations yeah. as our, as our hockey highlights that we would watch consistently. Yeah, yeah. And I remember video games and, and intros to games in the nineties and into the two thousands had big hits in it. Paul Korea still want to see that thing was, that thing was that used was... as a marketing tool. Uh, Scott Stevens on Paul Korea. That was used as a marketing tool by the NHL for years. All right, oh, yeah, for sure. Right. But that you can't do that anymore. So you still, alive. so, so for me hearing that young people are working on these skills, that's great because then they have those skills to then fall back on once they get to the NHL and they got to learn to take a hit or two. Is that the time to learn that though? Well, I, yes, obviously it's going to start in the AHL and in the CHL, but the under 18, that's where you want their skills to well, be. CHL's under 18 the, though. Yeah, that's fair. But I, that's where I want my guys to learn their skill. And then you come into the game and we're going to be marketing the heck out of the Michigan. And but the as youth. a coach, you don't care about marketing. You care about winning. Yeah, and scoring goals helps yeah, but you if, But if that's not a high percentage play... How, how, how much are the How coach many Michigans have they missed? I will have say missed? I haven't seen one kid hit it. Like kids try and do it. I haven't seen yeah, anyone yeah, that's get it. That's fair. But in the NHL, we've seen them hit it. We haven't seen a lot of missed Michigans yet. It's probably half and half to be fair. I don't Can know. I still hate when they go McDavid dry saddle and pair him back up as quickly as they do. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's move on a little bit. All right. A couple of things, just a couple of housekeeping items today. Duncan Keith was officially named, uh, to a 
player development position. We heard about that a while ago, but just got made official today. So shout out to Duncan Keith. I wonder if his salary is very similar to the one that was left on the table to retire. We're going to be seeing a lot more Kelowna Rockets on this roster. Hell Shouldn't yeah. it be? <laughs> they, they have to like disclose that salary, do they not? No, not for staff. So. There's no, no cap on staff. To the NHL, they do, but not do us. Do they? I don't. Yeah, is there is there some sort of rule out there that you have to like? I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen that either. Not for player development. Yeah. So I'm guessing that he uh, what he left on the table is what the old paychecks are showing up at Duncan's house. Or it's like a you know he left a million on the table. Three so year for the deal. Next, yeah, three so year deal, like three years. Just to this podcast credit, we talked about this like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, true. everybody was like, no. And nah, then the NHL mean. just pretended that the recapture thing didn't exist. They're like, yeah, that's not in there. Yeah, well, yeah, like it's yeah. in the CBA, but like, come on, we didn't mean to put it there. <laughs> after the, <laughs> after the uh, the paperwork came through that they was written there, yeah, and they're like, yeah, this is all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and then we they like, come back and say, no, we circled it and put a frowny sticker on it. Like that meant like nothing <laughs> is wrong. So if you don't remember last summer when the Oilers got Keith, we were talking about how there was the wrinkle in the CBA that if you retire, there's a cap recapture to the team that signed you to a backdabbing contract. And since the Oilers would have paid a year of Keith at full cap hit, but got him at a lower salary, they would actually get a bonus and would be able to spend more than the rest of the NHL. They should have gotten about whatever, three, three million, million bucks. And the NHL just decided that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, they charged Chicago, but then they retro did it to last year. So it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. So it was and nothing. they just kind of made it up. Yeah. So this is, this is at least the third time I can think of the NHL doing something again. And I'm not saying there's conspiracy theory against us, but there's at least three I times. Well, there's this, and then the, there's, there's the, the, draft the trade. Picks. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Neal. Draft picks. And they're like, no, that rule's over. There's but, James Neal. He didn't have 20 goals. There's so like, well, he would have hit 20 goals. Probably. Well, he wasn't playing. He was hurt. <laughs> well, he probably would. I don't he probably would have hit it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and older people than I would remember the fact that the NHL changed the rules on power plays because of the Oilers. Well, oh, they changed the fucking Calder rule of Gretzky. Yeah. Speaking of changing the rules, let's get rid of the trapezoid. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over that one too. Um, but anyways, I'm the point I wanted to make on the key thing was <laughs> I'm really surprised the NHLPA didn't have like a bigger beef about that because that's $3 million now that isn't going to players. Yeah. Like if the others would have had an extra $3 million in cap space, they would have spent it. They would have signed someone and then another team wouldn't have signed them and they would have signed a different guy. So like, you know, more money would have been given out. Mm-hmm. Another right. thing I want to touch on, Darnell Nurse fined five grand. He's got that in his jeans. No problem <laughs> for that interference penalty at the end of the first period. So, yeah. Did Sidney Crosby get fined? Nope. For a slash oh, last night. whack on the back of someone? Well, <laughs> well since allowed to do the, that. The he chopped the guy's finger off. He's fine. <laughs> the submarine. He's like 90% off. Too. Come on. Yeah. That was a dirty game. Well, I, I, all I saw it was, was a Crosby. Game. How many fights we had so far? Uh, Are we scrapping out here? Four. Just four. league? There was See, yeah, I showed I showed everybody before this podcast started that picture, the still photo of yes. the Ryan Reeves. Oh, oh dude, that thing is fucking good. The uh, credit photo Felino? credit. Was that Marcus? Yeah, he Felino? fought. He yeah. fought Marcus Felino. Yeah, good the name of the Marcus photographer. Felino. The name oh, of the Marcus Felino fought Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw the photo, but I didn't connect the dots. I'm like, well, that's a poor decision to make. I don't often get my photographer's name, so I'm going to give the credit. Aaron Levinsky with the amazing photo. It's it's like top. Top photos from hockey, just <laughs> absolutely perfect in the middle of yeah, a Ryan. The hair, the hair flowing yeah, in there yeah. too. It's Fantastic. unreal. So, uh, yeah, just four fights so far, but we've got some, we've got some Reeves, Reeves, Felino content. But I want to ask you, Mr. Hockey Fights guy, how many tilts we see in tomorrow night? Boa. I'm gonna say one. Kane versus Kadri. I. 
does Kadri take that fight though? He shouldn't. He wants to endear oh, himself to not. his new teammate. He should not take that fight. I don't I think, think Evander's Con- going to fill his face with a bunch of, you know, I, gray short goodness. But like, there's there's very few players in this league that'll fight Evander Kane. That's a, a lot of them will get in there and muck it up. But as soon as the whistle goes, they try and find the guy, the closest uh, referee mm-hmm. stripes, and they go like stand by him. We saw that with uh, Claude Lemieux's kid. Remember Brandon. last year? Oh, the, yeah. And then right. <laughs> Kane popped him around. He had a fight last I night. don't think there's, well, I don't think Kane fights tomorrow unless they have somebody who's trying to make a name for And I don't think it's Kadri. I'm going to guess that Kadri, if there's going to be a fight, it's going to be Kadri grabbing somebody like yeah, Nuge or yeah, something. Yeah, Kadri's going to battle Nuge and then Nuge is going to do him up because he's just <laughs> fighting raging Nuge. And I just don't think, it, Kadri's not a stupid player and he knows that it's going to piss off everybody if he just tries to fight everybody but Evander Kane. Yeah. But then what's going to happen if he does do that is Evander it's, Kane's going to give him no option. And he'll take he'll take a dumb penalty probably doing it but it's uh you know the team just has to kill it off see that we're gonna go into that dressing room going guys we're the ones who beat them 4-1 last year yep we don't have to do start any of this shit we go out there play our game and let I them fucking so. run around and try and catch us well what do you guys expect from the battle of alberta this year because it's a completely different iteration than what we saw in may when the oilers knocked them out of the playoffs well, I mean, like they're the cup champs, right? They beat of Colorado course. last night on the of second course. game of back to back. Hang so the banner. We might as well. They, they are the Pacific. Hang a banner. <laughs> they did hang our banner in their stadium. Uh, You're first place at the regular season in our congratulations. Division. But uh, what yeah, was the I, Nashville uh, banner they put up there? Everybody made season. fun of them. Same thing, right? And everybody made fun yeah. of them. Yeah. But but no one says shit about well, Calgary doing it. They just did it quietly and didn't even tell anybody. Yeah, but like everyone just handles Calgary with kid gloves. But wait, is it a division champs banner? Yes. It says 2021, yeah. 2022 Pacific division champs. Okay. Regular season. Doesn't even say regular season. The Oilers would probably put one up if they won. Yeah, of course. If you're the division champ, you put the banner. Well, up. luckily we don't have to be in that position to know because yeah, we just get to take the high road because we won it in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 back, exactly. to what, back to tomorrow's BOA. What are you guys expecting? Like oh. Huberto first game, uh, Uyghur, Kadri, different mix. It's a different looking flames team against a mostly the same Oilers team. I think I think it's going to be a good game. I I expect the Flames to come out, you know, looking for a bit of revenge and making a statement on a team that did eliminate them last year. But if this team can weather that first period, I don't think we have a problem with that Calgary. Well, and team. like if I'm Calgary, I put Vladar in net tomorrow mm. because at least he was really good against the others in the preseason and Markstrom. Well, you, you know. I think I, I'm a little bit nervous for this game just because like the redemption angle. Like I think Markstrom will be dialed. Well, yeah, here's half the thing: the, half the guys that want redemption aren't there anymore. I, but yeah. I know, but the, the Markstrom thing specifically, and like you know, there's still a lot of pieces on that team that were there. Yeah, that blue line. Pieces. Yeah, their blue line's good. Rasmus Anderson. What I'm looking. Fuck that guy. What yeah. I'm most in. Yeah, fuck him for sure. But what I'm most interested in, in tomorrow's game is how the Oilers handled the defense because, like it or not, the Flames have a really good defense. They just got to come out and play their game. Their forwards are <laughs> top level in this league. And if Calgary thinks they can play defense with them, well, make them prove it. Score predictions for the Battle of Alberta. I will start 4-2 win. <laughs> so cheap. I'm going to go 5-3 Oilers. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well that I went to last year, and I'm going to say 5-4 Flames in overtime. 2-1 Oilers in overtime. 4-3 Oilers overtime. So we're betting the money line, not the puck line. Oh, yeah. All in overtime too, eh? Right. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to hurt my heart. Mm-hmm. I hurt. just, I, to be honest, as an Oilers fan, I really don't like, obviously I want to see us win, but 
I feel like for Flames, it's a lot right. <laughs> it's like, the fans, if, they, if the Flames me, win tomorrow, it may as well be like, they're like, we did it. Like, Dude, they're okay. already, yeah. like, there's, the nothing, there's <laughs> nothing Edmonton can do that Calgary won't sit there and try and like, they have something to say about it. Red well, free. They'll still always. need two more wins to catch up to four anyway. Like they have so. a serious complex down in that city. I saw a few Flames fans that were doling out the, we beat the avalanche on the back to back kind of set, but most people were convinced that that was, they are now the cup. Didn't the Oilers contenders. beat the f- avalanche in the regular season last season? And yeah, they clinched. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter until you get to the No, but that's just all. it. The yeah. mentality of people in that oh, city. Well, even like, inferiority complex. I love Princey, but I'm going to take a little poke at him right now because he was just like, hey, we sold out our season opener and you didn't. Edmonton's like, yeah, but like, nobody was wearing hard hats. There was a complete disregard for safety of all the people in there, that shithole <laughs> arena. Also, did you see uh, when... I can't, it was someone, one of the new guys on Flames Nation, I can't remember his name, but he went to the game and he took a video of when they scored the empty net goal and half the arena was empty. People mm. had left already and it's mm. like- You do it, have to leave it, early. Oh, it was safety reasons. I held a party. I hosted a party <laughs> in Calgary for a playoff game and they left at the end of regulation against the Avalanche, no less. Went to overtime. Yep, went to overtime. I had two people left in the bar. We had a bar full. Everybody left to go home. They have yeah, to be. You have to be fans. traffic. They can't it. do anything without bringing up something from Edmonton first. Oh, it's like it's the whole city rent free. <laughs> and that's the thing like Flames fans watch every single Oilers game and I don't watch any Flames games unless dude, the Oilers are playing. you had them commenting on the food prices, you had them commenting on absolutely everything. It's it's Okay. We live free in their head. We we should thank them though. They Why? do come visit oilersnation.com to find out all these these diff- various <laughs> tidbits that they can use against us. Oh, mm-hmm. they're going to find that on the internet anyways. And it, we are strictly like they they have one thing they think about when they wake up in the morning is Edmonton. Mm, and yes. we don't give two shits about them unless we're playing them. Facts. If we're not playing them, they may as, may as well be on the other side of the world. I think about dry side all over one and a half points. Every morning. Oh, every morning when I wake up, it's the first thing I see. BLT bets. The second thing I think about when I wake up is the FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup that is coming to Edmonton. Experience a world-class mashup of snowboarding and style right here in Alberta. Heightened fan experience grants you front row seats. To the We're going class. together, right? Yeah, of course. When is that? To best uh, head-to-head... I'm trying to read a plug here. (laughs) A heightened fan experience grants you front row seats to watch the best snowboarders go head to head at the largest stadium, bigger contest Canada has ever seen. That's awesome. This is in Edmonton though. Yeah. It's at Commonwealth. Yeah. And wait, what we think just based off of, uh, the way the map Check out works. the seating chart. Yeah. So it looks like the ramp is going to be here and it Into starts the in the stands and goes out. In the Safeway huddle or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> looks no. cool. Oh, because this is down game. here. No. This is the exit. That's the... And that's because the, the color's blue, wow. I'm led to believe that will all be water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of nice. course. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Especially those seats up there too. So all that is coming water. up on... Like a hot tub. <laughs> Saturday... December 10th. Go get your tickets at Ticketmaster. Shout out to Canada Snowboard for jumping aboard. Real X Games feel there. That's going to be cool. That's going to be awesome. X Games vibes. All right, boys. A couple of uh, quick questions for Ask the Idiots for our friends at Twig and Berries. We're all here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Nation 15 will get you a discount on your gear at Twig and Berries. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Go check them out in store. If you're out in St. Albert, you might even see Tyler there. You might be trying on some new ODR hoodies. I'm always just cruising around. You might be trying on a new ODR hoodie. Why not? Looks good. Feel or good. you'll catch me trying on some new nutsack underwear. <laughs> I refuse to use the changing room. Let me know when you're doing your next show. <laughs> First question, I'm going to start with Rick because he's right beside me. What is the worst type of fan at an Oilers game? Waves at the camera guy every time it pans by? The wave people? The bandwagoners? The guy who doesn't wear or wears a jersey of a team who's not playing? Uh, Something else? Out of those options, it's the, uh, it's the weird jersey guy. Yeah, How like bad you, do you want attention? That's what I don't like with that guy. Like, like the Oilers are playing the Flames and you show up in like a Ducks jersey or they something. They all know what the, like it's, you're in some other country and someone's walking around wearing a Riders jersey. Like it's, it makes no sense. Do you know, actually for game seven, I wore my DFO hoodie and some Under Armour shorts because I did it for superstition and I felt incredibly awkward not wearing an Oilers jersey. So I can't imagine wearing another team's jersey and going to a game. I went to a playoff game in Chicago wearing an Oilers hat, and I thought I was going to die. Hat is so. different. Jersey is, yeah. No, I, thought I, was gonna, I legitimately thought I was going to die with just a hat on. So I couldn't imagine coming into a game yeah, without no with sense. a weird team. Dan, what's the worst type of fan? For me, it's always been the fan that has like a, ongoing conversation with a player and calls them by their nicknames and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I, oh, like from up in the seas, like yeah. they're in the 200s. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, like, come on, come on, bratty. And it's like, it, like, I don't even think you, let's go short. Uh, just, it's, it, <laughs> it's the wrong nicknames. It's all those little things or the fans that sit forward, mm. the ones that sit forward and can't keep this back of their seats on their back. <laughs> okay, so I have a buddy who just moved he- back here from Victoria, hasn't gone to an Oilers game at Rogers Place, went to a preseason game. And I was like, oh, like, what'd you think? He goes, it's good, but they have this rule now, I guess, where you can't lean forward. Ugh. And I was like, dude, that's not, that's just common courtesy. He's like, yeah, like two people tell me to stop leaning forward. I'm like, yeah, because you're like 6'4", man. You have to lean back. People can't see. He was like, oh, it must be a new thing at the new rink. Tyler, <laughs> what's the worst kind of fan at an Oilers game? Listen, I'm all for like cheering and all of that stuff. <laughs> But sometimes there's people who are just a little too loud and oh not like God. constructive loud. There was just a guy. This Have you ever gone to a game with Rick? But yeah, see, and, but Rick loud. would be like a good constructive level. I think I am. Yeah. The guy behind me the other day, it was like TV timeouts and he's Oilers, like just screaming. Let's go Oilers like the whole game. I don't know. It just kind of irked me. 
I like so that specific guy. So if you're having fun at a game, Tyler doesn't want you there. No, no. Um, but I would. My actual answer is the other Jersey people. Liam, the wave, <laughs> the wave. Get I, out I, of the here. Wave sucks. I think the Oilers wave is the worst part. It. Of sports. Why? What? Because it's just, it's supposed to be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to have fun and do the wave. Now it's turned into, oh, we're winning. Let's do the wave. Yeah, so, no, let's I'm get, the, let's the, get the people going. No, Come just on, play right those away. 80s songs again something, and let me sing along. That's what but I want We didn't like do. the 80s songs. We made the, uh, we made the DJ... We made the DJ quitter. We got him fired because no, they played the wrong song. I haven't heard Cotton Eye Joe in years, man. No, he did that one at that one game and everyone started singing. It was the dance to Dallas. Where's the, which is the oh, one where there's like 45 seconds left and the game it's, is like... I'm on. trying to think of it. It's not Sweet yeah, Caroline. It's, no, it's uh, Jack and Diane. Jack and Diane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack and Diane. I don't remember that. But either way, but yeah, just dude, stop you get, the like, wave. I think we have, a, we have a record in Edmonton about doing the largest wave. A Commonwealth once, oh, I believe. Well, the I, wave, the wave. I want the wave to go extinct. The wave allegedly started here. I Didn't love the start wave. in Mexico. No, apparently it started here and then, or somebody saw us doing it and then they started doing it elsewhere. Well, I love the wave. I'm on record. Yeah, in the you 80s. have to love it. Might have been the Steelers. Here. Might have been the Steelers. Because I thought it because it, it's called, it used to be called the Mexican wave because of the 1986 World Cup, which is in Mexico. Oh. Fans did it because the games were ending 0 0 so much that people were doing the Just wave and people going. were bored. And now you go to another this game. There was one last season. I can't, it might have been a playoff game and it was a super tight game and people were doing the waves. Liam, so, energy, you, baby, I, have a, I have a question no, for you, Liam. Have you ever tried to start your own wave? No. That's the problem. You got to, you got to be the first person to start a wave and it's going to be infectious. If you do that, I'll beat the hell out the of you. Satisfaction, the satisfaction <laughs> you get from getting the whole crowd yes. going. I'd rather, that's a high I'd you'll rather, never reach again. I'd rather start a chant and get the whole rink going. I started a chant once and it's great. Five, four. Five, the five <laughs> hole chant against Martin Jones in the playoffs is my greatest accomplishment ever. Did you Google the wave? I did. Well, the wave was started or at least credited to crazy George Harrison on October 15th, 1981 at a televised A's Yankees game in Oakland. That's Henderson for the record. What did I say? Harrison. Henderson. I was going to say George Harrison. George Harrison Beatles? started. First he was the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to take a weird For, First he start, was in the Beatles, founding member, of course. Wow. And then he started the wave. Better known you know, than starting the wave. Noted fan, fan of the about, WHA Oilers. Yes. Yep. Another fan of uh, fact about the Beatles. Ringo Starr, <laughs> the voice of Thomas the Tank Engine in England. Uh, all, he was the conductor here. Yeah, he was the conductor here. Oh, was he? Well, he yeah. was Thomas here. Oh, was he? There you go. There. Uh, just to wrap up question one of Ask the Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, worst type of fan is banging on the glass guy. Just Get out of here. No one oh. said the shoot person. How about the people that have started to stand up when they know that the camera's on them now? Oh, they suck. Or oh. the people that stand up and turn around and yeah, wave at the guy. Yeah. Or the kid that started doing Fortnite dances in front of me while the game was going on. Why wasn't he? You want to see list? me hit the gritty? <laughs> no, he was doing the floss thing. Fortnite uh, moves. Fortnite moves. Uh, question number two, Liam. I'm starting with you. Reversing the order. Do you prefer Woodcock going with eleven seven or twelve six, and why? Uh, eleven and seven because I like seeing McDavid and Drysaddle play more than Brad Malone. Oh, shots fired! The Dan. Hell, sorry, Dan. What did he do to that? <laughs> I know he could have chose like Derek Ryan. He could have chose anybody. David Shore is at least sent gone. down today. Who got sent down? Shorzy. Who, who has no hurt feelings? Shorzy. Shorzy. You went after There's no Brad. way that, that was personal. He's, he's did you personal. hear what happened in the dressing room last time he got sent down? Did I ever not? Like uh, <laughs> Leon gave him a hug or something like that. He put his arms up in the, in the air. He's like, nobody wants me. Uh, <laughs> good guy, Shorzy. He probably won't play a game in Bakersfield this year. No, I don't think so. I don't even think he's going stands. down there. I bet no, you just he's chilling. Yeah. Tyler, 11-7, 12-6. Whichever one 
has McDavid and Drysdale on separate lines the most. <laughs> That's the hill. I'm I'm starting to like iron out my bits and the hills I'm going to die on this year, and that might be one of them. You're going to write those things down though, because you get a little hot once in a while, and I think you might forget them. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah you like yourself. Here's the thing: is if you want to commit to a bit for a long time, I feel like lean on my expertise here because I will beat things to death for decades. You, yeah, and I you need you to still get be there. eating beats. Um, but I I think. <laughs> for the most of the regular season, I like 12 and six more. Get everyone comfortable with their partners and their line mates. 11 and seven is good for like a must win game because again, McDavid and Drysdale will get them out there. But over the course of 82, you got to pace yourself. Dan, 11, seven, 12, six. I like 12, six because that means this team is complete. It feels to me like 11 to seven is a combination where you're saying that your defense isn't quite enough to hold up. So for me, it's 12 and six. Rick? I like 11-7. I think it suits the team a little bit more, and I, and I enjoy how much it upsets other people. Uh, and I, I really don't have an opinion on it, to be honest. I don't care. Like, did the Oilers win? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which one did they do? 11-7. Okay, how great. often did McDavid and Dry Settle play together? Those are the three things we look for. <laughs> if they won, play them together all day long. I don't care. I do not care at all. Nation Dan, I'm starting with you. Question number three. Mm-hmm. How many games before Connor McDavid and keeps the scoring lead for the entire season? Uh... Can I say he's already done it? Like at four points. You going wire to wire? So he is currently in se- tied for second place. Ooh, Artemi know. Panarin and Miko Rantanen I at would, five. I would argue that it's probably like three, two or three games in t- more, and then he's just gone. So by game five, he'll have the lead, and he will not give it up again. I would yeah. say by game Ish. five, he probably has 10 points. So yes. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Dan. I'll say game five, uh, if that was your answer. Yeah, yeah you said five? Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. I'm going to go with game five, and it's yeah, it'll be wire to wire from there. Who has the most right now? Panarin and Renton. They've both played two games. The points per game lead is McDavid and Pasternak at four. By game three. Wow. He's putting up like three or four tomorrow. I'm going to say, yeah, game four. Like Liam? I think from game three onwards... If he has flames and his sabers, he should be able to get a few. I'd be there. curious to know what it was like last year for him if he did drop behind anybody. Uh, last question, ask the idiots for our friends at Canada Snowboard, or uh, sorry, Twig and Berries. <laughs> <laughs> Canada Snowboard is their hot and cold performers. We're going to give him another plug. Um, Tyler, mm-hmm. if you were on the Oilers bonding fishing trip, which three guys do you want on your boat? I'm going to take this really seriously. I want to look up their roster. Uh, So we're going for a a combination of things here. You want good vibes. That's imperative. You know, you're on a fishing trip, a lot of downtime and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also want someone who is going to be able to help you lift big fish. So I want someone strong. Right. And also someone who who's good with that kind of outdoorsy stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think Brett Kulak comes from a family of farmers local guy. He is my, if the boat breaks down, he might have a hope in hell of fixing it. So Kulak is on my boat. Um, Jack Campbell seems like a really great guy. Seems like he would go out of his way to like bring snacks. He's going like, to bait your hook for you. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. So Campbell and Kulak are on my boat. And uh, finally, cause I think he's the handsomest member of the blue line. Ryan Murray's also on my boat. I am shocked by that. Ryan Murray has passed Cody Cece as Tyler's most handsome defenseman. Why is Ryan Murray always so tan? <laughs> Maybe he's got a bed in his house. Maybe a lot of time outside on the injury list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's my boat. Ryan Murray, Brett Kulak, and Jack Campbell. Liam, who you got on your boat? I am. I see you're Googling pictures (laughs) of Ryan Murray. now. (laughs) Look, every photo, the guy's tanned. 
It's true. Look at those Blue Jackets pictures. He's been, he just came straight from the beach. Like, look at that. Columbus is known for its beaches. I gotta get I gotta get my press pass for a game and get into a scrum and ask him like, hey, what's the skin routine like? Yeah, what's my the man? deal going on? You're, You're always, always so nicely tanned. Tan. Nice bronze going on all the time. And they're never giving you a credential again. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just that. said that on sound. Liam, who are you fishing with? I'm gonna go with Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, he just because I feel like you would give a lot of dry humor to the trip. Yep. I'm going to take Devin Shaw for obvious reasons because he likes jumping around. Because his name's Shaw and that's kind of watery. Yeah, Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And nice then the other the guy I'm taking is, I just had him up here. Now I forgot. Jake Kyla Jay. Yamamoto. Oh. oh, I bet he'd be fun. Yeah, I think he'd be like, make a lot of jokes though. Oh, I'm not strong enough to get the thing in. Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it on Yamamoto's humor right there. Damn. <laughs> For our friends. Fish are so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> For our friends at uh, Twig and Berries, Dan, who are you going fishing with? I'm going for vibes and good vibes only. I'm going Bouchard, uh, Giesa, and Zach Hyman. That's a positive group right there. Yeah. Rick? Well, I know who I'm going to go with, and I'm going with Boosh. I'm going with Cloud, or I'm going with Fogel. I was thinking that too. It's a the relationships. That, that little, yeah, yeah, that little uh, trio there. They're uh, they're a fun group. And then the trio became four. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, well, I was going to say you only you only allowed me to choose three because there's nope, there is a four there. there is a fourth who hang. That's a that's a little quartet of He's on you my replaced boat. him quartet Sorry. of boys there. He's done. I'm going to go with Evan Bouchard. Everybody needs a dad to teach you how to fish. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody needs that. And then I'm going to go with uh, well Ryan Eugene Hopkins. I've got to right. It's on brand. Yeah. Like. If I did not pick Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he would have been on another boat. He's like, Bagmuk didn't even pick me to go fishing with him. Cut down a nation and take my picture back. Mm -hmm. And then my third will be, you know what? I'm going to pick Connor because I just, I like nobody's picked him. And <laughs> this is the last time he's picked, picked last ever in his life anywhere. So Don't want him to feel bad. Yeah, of course. So our friends Sorry, at twiggyberries.ca, send us your Ask the Idiots questions. Just slide on into my DMs on Instagram or Twitter, and I will ask the boys for their first reactions. Was that the was the only duplicate we had there, Rick and I with Yessa? No, Bouchard. Oh, and Bouchard. I didn't. No, say you Yessa. didn't. Say I said Bouchard. Yeah, cool, because oh, I need Bouchard. a dad to Scott teach me how to do it. stuff. You know, Bouch getting the vote to be on our boat. Though you know what, Kane and Puliarvi looked like they were having a good time together. Maybe being a sliding in as a third on that one. Replacing Yanmark. Replace the guy that got cropped out a little. Yeah, you know? you guys, I was gonna say you guys brought that up last week, right? Oh yeah, you that fucking fan. You should uh, ice cold. You should post that picture with just your begged milk image over Vertanen's <laughs> head and be like, "At E Kane, why'd you crop me out?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Get the buttons ready, boys. It is time to finish off the podcast with hot and cold performers for our friends at Canada Snowboard. Again, it's coming December. Go get your tickets at Ticketmaster. The event is taking place at Commonwealth. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm going to go watch it. I love big air snowboarding. It's going to be a whole lot of fun as we do every single week. We start off with our veggies. Rick, I'm going to start with you. Your Canada snowboard cold form of the week. Well, I let it slip there a couple of minutes ago, but it's the whole both sides of the yes, a pulley argue, yes, a argument. I just don't think it revolves around the player anymore. And it's just about people trying to be right and kind of dunk on the other side of those who have a different opinion than they, than they do. Um, yeah. Neither side's even given the guys part credit for their arguments. So it's both sides of the 13 uh, argument. Sorry. Liam scrolling. Are you thrilled? No. Nope. I'm not. No, nope, me neither. Dan, your Canada snowboard 
Cold Performer of the Week. Well, my Canada Snowboard Cold Performer of the Week is going to go to a bunch of fans that, and I understand, as a fan base, you're probably pretty upset. We kind of are using you as a farm team as, of sorts recently. Uh, but it's all the Leaf fans that were just going out of their way to be angry at Jack Campbell. They just watched their team get beat by the Montreal Canadiens. Pretty good team. Uh, but they, they went and they went and stumbled their way out of out of their way to come and hate on Jack Campbell. I'm sorry you can't have soup. There's no soup for you anymore. He's ours. He finished the game with a 9.17 save percentage. So Leaf fans stumbling their way into our mentions to try and attack Jack Campbell. You get my cold performer of the week. So have you ever fought before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You were probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. I think so, huh? <laughs> so funny. Uh, my new best friend, Jack Campbell, by the way. Tyler, your Canada Snowboard Cold Performer of the Week. I'm not getting into it. I'm just ripping off the Band-Aid, the Jays. <laughs> That's the real-life intro. <laughs> You're one of 12 listeners of the real... See? Or a new Cold Performer button for us. I love that, the Jays... Cold performer get a marching band. <laughs> See, that's the thing about the Jays. I was a little upset about when the Blue Jays lost, but then I stopped for a second. I took a deep breath and I went, you know what? Toronto also lost. And I didn't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> Don't like the fact the Blue Jays lost, but the fact Toronto lost, well. What I do like is funny. that I uh, scored an early payout <laughs> before that game turned on me. Uh, Liam, your Canada Snowboard Cold Performer of the Week. Mine's a sad one. Uh, the fact that Hagrid passed away earlier today, that was sad. Uh, great movies. Did you guys hear about that? His name is Richard. I, I know. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to mess it up. So I just said Hagrid. What's his name? I think it's Richard. Coltrane. Yeah, it is Richard. Richard Coltrane. Coltrane. Why well, is he's a character. He's right? known, known as character. Hagrid. Yeah. yeah. Known as Hagrid. And from he was the Harry also Potters. in the, another big movie. 007. That was it. Uh, James Bond. Day after tomorrow. Mm. So yeah. Thanks for the memories. I don't I. <laughs> for the memories. Yep. I'm upset. <laughs> I, like I agree. That was really well done, Liam. Good job. Uh, my Canada Snowboard Cold Performer of the Week goes to Ticketmaster's like surge pricing thing that they do because it's supposed to keep scalpers from swooping in and buying cheap tickets to events that are going to be really popular. But your boy really wanted Blink-182 tickets this week and I got them and I spent easily twice the amount that I was planning to do because of this surge pricing thing that they had going on. So Ticketmaster, whatever this ticket thing that you've got going on, sucks we all got gouged on our blink tickets i'm upset i'm happy i'm going but i'm sad i'm not allowed to eat for the next for the foreseeable future so ticket master you get my cold oh that's cold maybe you should stop trying to buy all the blink 182 tickets bag milk no no i will not you and one thousand of your closest friends are going to blink 182 this year it's <sighs> sad so sad bright side diet mode yeah <laughs> Won't be eaten for a while. All right, let's finish off the podcast on a bright side. We're going to reverse the order. Liam, you're up first. Your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week. My dad, for yelling at Mark Giordano when he came on the TV screen the other night, I mm. thought that was very funny that the anger still lives on. Yes. I like it. I respect it. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Tyler, your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week. Rick's new Crocs. Thank oh you. my I god, I forgot, I forgot we were going to talk about those. Those are fucking so cool. I'm going to post a picture of them on our Oilers Nation radio uh, social media feeds. So I will admit they're see. not quite the same quality as regular Crocs. But oh, you uh, went with the dogs. 
Well, yeah, I, 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 went, I had Googled it, but I mean, everybody who knows me knows I can find uh, some rather obscure Oilers stuff, so I uh, just added to my collection. It's getting hot in here. How comfortable those babies are. They're actually really good. I wore them to the game. Nice. <laughs> That's Any just, comments? That is the look. No, you know what? I, I Normally when I wear my Oilers shoes, I get some comments. I don't think people really uh, knew that they, they didn't mm-hmm. see them. They were just like, fuck me. You see that guy's Crocs? Oh, buddy, I was... <laughs> They talked about him after the you went oh, yeah. by. Comfy. Oh yeah. Oh maybe. Yeah. Nation Dan, your Canada snowboard hot form of the week. Oh uh, well, it's a it's sad news that it happened, but uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Ashley Storoshenko, who uh, was supposed to be at Game One of the season. Unfortunately, she is going through a battle with cancer right now, and so uh, we are all behind you, Ashley. I know everybody on this podcast feels that way. Hope you had some laughs listening to this episode, and thank you for getting that first win for us, Ashley. I know that. The boys are going to be battling for you and appreciate Ashley staying positive through all this. So Ashley Staroshenko, you get my hot performer of the week. We the we best. Rick, your Canada snowboard hot performer of the week. Well, I'm just going to go back to the game of hockey, unfortunately, but um, I'm going to give it to the new goalie. I think, you know, he had a bit of a slower start, but the the way he persevered through that game and held on and kept us in the, in the victory. So it, uh, we're going to hot performer goes to Mr. Jack Campbell. I, 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 I'm alive. <laughs> I like that. A little Drizzy on there? A little Drizzy Drake. Um, also, we should give... Has everyone gone? Did you go? No, I'm gone. Okay, you go. Uh, well, I'm just being purely selfish. Yeah. My Canada snowboard hot performer of the week is the Alfa Romeo that's parked outside. It's very, very handsome. Major key alert. I should not be driving that car is the reality <laughs> of it, but I am. So, shout out to Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Free plug for you. Major key alert. Group hot performer of the week uh, to the Oilers for giving Ben Stelter a nice yes. little, and his parents were in the crowd as yep. well. And then Connor as well saying after that the win was for their buddy Ben. So uh, Sorry, yeah. Oilers always do really, really good stuff like yep. that. Um, it's expected at this point because that's something the organization usually nails. And, and, a ben, and a Ben chant in the crowd too. Ben chant yeah, in the, the crowd. Great job great. for the fans. Like all of it. Uh, really, really good stuff from the Oilers. And with that, I just want to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Twig and Berries, Canada Snowboard for making this all possible, for the boys for showing up, for Tyler for being 25 minutes late. Hard out at, hard out at three for Dan. And 25 minutes late. <laughs> We're in a culprit meeting. In the same meeting. Yeah. <laughs> thank we'll you give, we'll give it to Jay Downton next time. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. Shout out Ash. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.